0: team at My Mortgage are all about making it easy to buy your first home. So we've put together some conversations where Claire and Greg talk about the process and share some of our top tips to help you on your journey. Kia ora team, it is Greg and Claire here from My Mortgage. Hello. Hello. And we are going to talk today about all you need to know if you've got less than 20% deposit because... As we all know, all hope is not
1: lost. Mm, (laughs) But 20% deposit is quite a bit of money in some places.
0: It is. It is. It is the golden rule to get to 20%, but there are some options. So let's have a chat about that.
1: Cool. So first up, we've got the first home loan. And uh, we've already done a podcast about that. So we're not going to go into a crazy amount of detail, but 5% deposit, government backed, only a few of the banks do it. So that's a good way if you've got less than a 20% deposit, you meet the criteria, there's some income caps, that sort of thing, then a first home loan could be a really good option for you. What about, clear some of the general principles around over 80% lending? So just to be clear, we're going to talk about it probably in two ways. We'll switch between them. Yeah. Less than a 20% deposit, but also over 80% lending. They mean the same thing, and we talk about them a little bit, kind of interchangeable, but sometimes that can be a bit confusing.
0: Yeah, we try not to be too jargony in this space. But anyway, so generally, um, banks have a requirement to meet certain funding allocation limits, so as we call it. So at this stage, um, they can't lend more than 10% of their overall money lent to people with less than a 20% deposit. So that's a little bit confusing, but essentially it means there's not that much funding around for people with a less than a 20% deposit. They do dip in and out of this funding because obviously they're managing that line quite heavily at the moment. And I actually think most banks probably stick at about 7 to 8% just mm. to kind of cover themselves, um, which is a bit of a shame, really. I'd love to see the Reserve Bank change those those guidelines. But that means that at any one month or even sometimes fortnightly or, or weekly, we can see banks dipping in and out of that space.
1: Mm. So by that we mean, for example, Bank A might have lending at that over 80% this week and for anybody and then next week they might only do it for their existing customers and then the week after that they may not do any at all and then when they come back into the market they might only do it for their existing customers and they may have some differing servicing requirements Um, that's what we're seeing at the moment and then they may open it up to anybody again so yeah it's kind of um, comes in and out back and forth depending on how close they are to that 10% limit of their overall book and by that we mean say they've got 10 billion lent in the whole country, only one billion of that could be lent to people with less than 20% equity, essentially.
0: Yeah, totally. A couple of the other things that um, to note here is that generally banks don't do pre-approvals with lending over 80%. So lower deposits, they say, hey, yep, we'll lend to you, but we need you to actually know what property you're buying, to have an offer accepted and to work through that process. So Greg and I and and our team at My Mortgage, we look to set a budget for you based on what we know to be servicing requirements and obviously the other things that go around that with regards to policy. So we'll be able to set you off on the road to find a property with quite a lot of bit of confidence, you know, to go out and, and make an offer. These days as well, we are seeing a little bit more vendor willingness to accept offers with finance clauses. And so that also adds a little bit as well, which is good.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, so the next part of it is what we call a low equity margin and low equity premium. They're the same sort of thing, they're just done differently. So basically when you have less than a 20% deposit, the banks will charge you an additional fee or add on an additional cost for the privilege, basically, of lending that money to you and the way they do that is a little bit different so one of the banks or some of them do it in a way um, they'll add on a premium so that is a one-off fee they'll generally add that to the loan and it's a, normally a 1% fee it can be a little bit different sometimes it can be 0.7, 0.6 mm, somewhere around there depends on the bank. and so um, they'll just add that to your loan so say for example you had a loan of $500,000 um, they might add on mm, four thousand five. dollars to your loan as an additional fee. And then you just pay normal interest rates and away you go. The other way they do it is they don't add on that fee, but they add on a margin to your interest rate. So if you had, say, a 10% deposit, they might add on 0.75% to the interest rate. So if the standard uh, special interest rate was 5.25, let's say, then you would be paying 6% uh, if you had a 10% deposit. Once you get to 15% equity or deposit, then you might pay 0.35%, so a little bit more. So deciding on which bank to go with can often be determined by how quickly you might get to a 20% deposit, because we can then get that removed. We can get the low equity margin removed, but we can't ever get the premium removed. The premium's there for the lifetime of your loan. Up front upfront. So um, now you can pay that premium out of cash. So if you had cash savings, you could choose to pay that premium, but probably you'd just add that into your deposit. So yeah, so there's two different ways, low equity margin, low equity premium, depending on which bank you end up with, they'll do it in a different way. And depending on options that you might have, then you can choose the bank that best suits what you're doing. At the moment, generally what we're seeing is you don't have options across five banks. Um, Mm -hmm. You may only have uh, one or two banks. And so the then potentially you don't have the choice of whether it's a premium or whether it's a margin. You just have to go with whichever one is going to give you the money.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, that dovetails pretty well actually into valuation. So essentially when you've got a lower deposit, the bank is taking a bit more of a risk in lending to you. So they designate that you have to get a registered valuation completed on the property. So just to give you an example of how this works, let's say you buy a property for $650,000. The bank then has a system that we actually use to allocate a registered valuer to that property. They go out, they inspect it, they compare it with a bunch of other properties that are similar and they send a, a, gosh, it's like a 25-page report back and the bank says, hey, yep, cool, that's 650. We're happy that you are buying that property for what it's worth. One of the things that sometimes does come up is that the valuation or the purchase price are not the same. So if the valuation comes in higher, that's great. Yay for you. You're buying a house slightly below market value, but the bank will always focus on whatever the lower of those two numbers are. So if you buy for 650 and the valuation's 655, yay. If the valuation's 645, then the bank will lend up to 90% or whatever they've agreed to of that lower value. So it's just something to bear in mind we'll always help you through that process because it it doesn't happen very often, but it it does happen sometimes. The other thing with relation to valuations, um, and goes back to what Greg was saying before, is when we're removing low equity margins, if you've added a lot of value to the property quite quickly, we can get an updated valuation done. So that's something that we do often six to 12 months after you buy a property.
1: The other thing with that over 80% lending, when you've got less than a 20% deposit, servicing changes. So by servicing, what we mean is how the bank looks at, can you afford that property? Uh, So when you have less than a 20% deposit, there's some higher servicing requirements, and all the banks do this in a slightly different way. But generally what that means is, if you had a 20% deposit, you'd be able to borrow more than if you have less than a 20% deposit. Other things that come into it, um, so the banks will generally, if we're looking at having flatmates or boarders. That live with you. Um, if you've got less than a twenty percent deposit, the bank may only take into account one of those uh, borders. Or sometimes they'll say, "No borders. We won't add any border income." Whereas when you have a twenty percent deposit, they'll be like, "Yep, cool. We'll allow you to have two borders." And that's not allow you to. Like you could have borders even if you the mm. bank hasn't taken it into account. It's just that they won't allow us to add that to your servicing your income. Um, other things like debt that you might have becomes a bit of an issue when you've got less than a twenty percent deposit. But um, Um, the servicing of that can be quite different as well. So always a good idea and that's why having all the different bank options is really important because they all look at it in a slightly different way. They all have different calculations to work that sort of stuff out.
0: Yeah. Like just to give you an example, at this time of recording, the two banks I'm thinking of, one has a servicing requirement of $1,500 a month over and above meeting your expenses and another has $2,000 a month over and above. So obviously that's going to change how much you can borrow and that's for having a 10% deposit. If you've got a 20% deposit, those two same banks are 200 and 400 respectively. So you can actually see a, a pretty big difference across the banks there as well.
1: Mm. So in terms of debt clear, like people often say to us, hey, um, I've got some debt, uh, I've got a twenty, uh, 10% deposit for a property, how is that going to affect me? So do you want to give us a quick kind of broad because yeah. it does It does, vary, does change, but, yeah. um, And in terms of uh, student loan, uh, which is obviously a, a debt that lots of people have versus some of the other consumer debt.
0: Yeah. So largely if you start off with a student loan, um, banks kind of say, oh, you know, you incurred that in the process of educating yourself. So they're generally pretty happy with it. Obviously it has to be factored into your servicing positions, you have to be able to afford it. Occasionally, if it's a low amount and you, um, you've got the ability to pay it off, we'll suggest that because it can be a bit of a, what we call a servicing stealer, or it can yeah, reduce what you can borrow. But in general, banks like to see lower consumer debt when you've got a lower deposit. So what does that actually mean in real, ter- real terms? Well, largely, if we, if we said, to give you an example about Mm $10,000 in standard debt, like existing debt, and the less debts overall, the better. So if you've got a $10,000 car loan, that's probably better than a, $2,000 $2,000 credit card, a $3,000 personal loan, and a $5,000 other personal loan. Um, so we just want to try and keep it all in one if possible. Also, if, the, if that debt is over a longer term, so that's how long you're taking to pay it off, that's generally better because it can improve your servicing position. If you have got more debt than that, talk to us because we can often figure out some ways to make it a little bit easier. The other thing that has been coming up a lot for people is the buy now, pay mm-hmm. laters. So the afterpays, the the
1: lay-by, zip pay, there's a thousand of them. So
0: many of them now and banks actually say if you've got those in place that you will continue to have them even if they are $500 and you're going to pay them off in a couple of months, they want to see you actually paying them off. So often we will recommend that you pay off that account and close it for the time being to allow for some better servicing positions.
1: And similar with um, credit cards as well where, and this is not just for less than 20% deposit, but often you'll have a credit card, it might be, $10,000 limit, but with no balance on it. Um, The bank sees that as a liability. The day after you get your home loan, you could go and absolutely max that out. And so they would say, no, no, that's a liability. So often we'll be like, hey, let's drop the limit down to $1,000 or let's close it all together, get the home loan sorted, and then you can go and sort it out after that.
0: Yeah, totally. The last thing we thought would be relevant to cover here is that currently we have a exemption. So we talked about the, the funding requirements for the banks really early on in this podcast, but currently there is actually an exemption if you are building a new home. So that is essentially to buy a a turnkey home, which is a property that you pay a deposit on and then you pay the rest of the money when you move in or a house and land package where there's a fixed price contract involved or a fixed price overall. So it is worth just factoring that in because some people go, oh, well, we could you know, totally build a new house and it's a little bit easier to get funding in that space because it's exempt of those regulations. So. Mm.
1: There is still obviously servicing requirements with a house and land package. There's sometimes some overruns and that sort of stuff, but there are some exemptions there, which is great because it means that the banks don't have the same restrictions around how much they can lend in that space. So.
0: Yeah. And let's just also say the banks do want to lend. So Mm. we find a way and they will also help us find a way. So um, come and talk to us if you've got less than 20% deposit and we can work out how that will be best for you. See you next time. See ya. Wherever you're at, you can get in touch with our friendly, easy-going team and get some advice tailored just for you. At My Mortgage, we never say no, only, here's the plan. And we're happy to take the time to take you through the process and make it easy. My Mortgage, making home loans more fun and less boring since 2012.